You're listening to The Athletic Mind with your host, Taylor Cook and Lauren Williams. Welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. Today, we are talking about a very hot topic, and that topic is confidence. We're talking all about what it is and how you can strategically work to improve your confidence as an athlete. And, you know, this is a topic that's when you're younger, it's actually really difficult to really understand what it is. But essentially, confidence is our brain's ability to predict success on the other side of any given task that we are about to embark upon. So before we get into the episode, we want to take a moment to thank today's sponsors. As elite athletes, we know that in order for us to get into our peak state of performance, that it requires that we get into flow. But Most athletes experience flow by accident and not on purpose. With the Flow Hub 7 Biohack Portal, you get access to an array of different flow techniques with their flow lessons, triggers, and programs. And you can stop leaving your game to chance and elevate your game by purposely getting into flow. Sign up today by going to www.theflowhub.com and get 10% off your subscription using the code IAM10. That's IAM10 in all caps at www.theflowhub.com. Welcome back to The Athletic Mind, everybody. We are here in the locker room getting ready to talk everything about confidence, (laughs) what it is, how you can build it, all that fun stuff. But before we get in, obviously, we like to... uh... Something just fell in the other room. I'm home alone. That's scary. (laughs) Uh, um, Anyway, before we get into these scary times, I guess it is actually close to Halloween when we drop this, but um, spooky. It is spooky season. That is right. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on for you over there, Lou? I know we just talked not very long ago, but fill everybody in. Oh, I know. Like, this is the first time we've had a consecutive week going in a while. (laughs) So good for us. Um, no, things are, things are going well. I was talking earlier about how I'm struggling to find words today. Like just one of those days where I'm not a prime example of what's going on, (laughs) Um, where I'm not on the ball or like everything just feels like it's on the tip of my tongue today. I don't know what's going on, but this is the thing. Okay. So here we go. I'm, I'm living out my values as a performance coach. I haven't been feeling like, you know, when you just don't feel great for a long period of time, mm-hmm. I start to look at everything that I'm doing. Am I getting enough sleep? Like all the controllables, right? Getting enough sleep. Yeah. Um, getting like, I'm getting at least seven hours every night and that's plenty for me. Mm-hmm. Um, am I eating well? Yeah. Am I hydrated? Yeah. Am I working out? Yes. So <laughs> I'm just at the point now where I think I need to go and see like a massage therapist to help me unwind. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. Yeah. I would have at that point. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. You know, let some of that stress go out of the body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause even though we could take care of our bodies, I think there are muscles and you know, I mean, our body is energy. So I feel like 
we just hold on to a lot of stress, even if we feel like we're doing a lot to be taking care of ourselves. So definitely worth looking into. Highly How recommend. <laughs> um, How are you doing? Well, you know, flying off to Kazakhstan tomorrow. Going to be uh, a late night here. Going to be early, early morning tomorrow. Long day of travel. How long does it yeah. take to get there? Um, So I'm flying from bremen to frankfurt so that's only like an hour flight but then i have three hour layover in frankfurt and then i think the flight is like nine hours to almaty <laughs> so it's basically like flying back to the u.s <laughs> every every single time but like i'm thinking you know it's europe like it's over there everything is so close and they say nine hours and i'm just like the formula is going off in my brain i'm like what well keep in mind like kazakhstan is just below russia and right beside ukraine so yeah it's like tough tough spot to be i think as i'm like pulling up my google Yeah, I mean, we're in Almaty at first, like that's where we're flying into. And obviously there's no fly zone around Ukraine. So everything, like all flights are directed around there. So there's no yeah. stress in that sense. Um, and Almaty is quite close to like the southeastern side of Kaz, I think. And then yeah. basically we get in at like 2 a.m. in Kazakhstan at like local time. Yeah. We'll probably end up going to a hotel or like staying with one of the girls for the morning when we get there. And then we're flying from Almaty to Oost, which is spelled U-S-T. Uh-huh. And it's, I think, like a two-hour flight. But it's a, like, I think it's closer to Russia, but it's on the eastern side of Kaz. So it's, like, as far away from the Ukraine as you can possibly get, pretty much. In, okay, so, wow, I feel, like, so not illiterate right now, but so uneducated. Again, struggling with words. Um, <laughs> looking it up this is not at all where I was picturing it was so <laughs> it's technically in Asia everybody yeah, in case you didn't know not Europe not only do we talk Asia. about mental training on this podcast we're also teaching you about geography as well <laughs> oh gosh I need a lesson my dad's a geography major I should talk to him about it yeah no, I'll just get a lot of judgment, honestly. He'll be like, are you serious? I can't believe this. My dumb, my own daughter doesn't know yeah. where Kazakhstan is. <laughs> oh. Well, now but, it makes sense that you're 10 hours ahead there because I was, again, doing the math in my head. I was like, I feel like she's going just slightly over and down a little bit. You're Why? like, she's totally wrong. She's not 10 hours no. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was totally doubting everything. No, I was doubting myself and my knowledge, thinking like, this is not adding up. How am I wrong? <laughs> no, I mean. What am I wrong about this time? <laughs> it's crazy, though, right? Like, it's six-hour time difference between me right here and being yeah. back home in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much the same well okay there's like an hour difference in terms of flying time yeah and that's six hour time zone difference it's like nine hours to cats and it's a four hour difference only which is like that's what kind of blows my mind a little bit like it's it's probably got something to do with the shape of the earth and the curvature and the rotational axis (laughs) if anybody (laughs) listening knows more about time zones Hey, we've and got people that listen in a lot of them. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was saying, right? So, yeah, I think that's definitely manageable. 
if anyone knows more about this geographical time zone difference and the shape of the earth and the, <laughs> the spinning axis, whatever it is, contact us, please let us know. Yeah. Or like, if you don't want to take the time to explain it, just send us a Netflix doc. <laughs> or just link like a Joe Rogan podcast episode with one of his <laughs> geog- geology buddies. It's fine. It's we fine. can go from there. Oh God. Oh, okay. On that note though. <laughs> Let's transition to something that we do know a little bit more about. <laughs> Confidence. Confidence. Uh, we're confident in your ability to know much about CAS, but we're confident in our ability to talk about mental training, why this is important, and also how you can work on building that confidence over time. So, Lou, I know you're short for words today, but I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, you just keep turning it over to me. Um <laughs> One of the things that I, I mean, I think it comes up in my mind first and foremost when I think about confidence is that certainly to me at one part point in my career, um, confidence was elusive. I had no idea how to help myself feel confident. Um, if I didn't feel confident that day, though, there was no way I was getting myself out of it. Um And it was really just this thing that like, I either woke up on the right side of the bed that day or I didn't Mm -hmm. and I could lose it really quick, but I definitely couldn't gain it with that same kind of speed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has that kind of feeling or had that kind of feeling. Um, But what I want to focus a lot on throughout this whole podcast episode is talking about how it's really like, yes, you can lose it quickly, but it's not something that's elusive. It's not something that's hard to build. Um, in fact, it comes from a lot of really, really simple things. And I'm excited to dive into it. Mm. Well, I mean, I think I can relate to what you're saying, though, because I remember when I was in junior, especially in my first year, like, there were days where I feel on top of the world before going into a game. And I like had I know I just had like that different feel like obviously the confidence feeling but it was just like feeling on top of the world like I knew that it was going to be a good day it was going to be a good game yeah then there was other times where I show up and I was like yeah I don't know how this one's gonna go (laughs) yeah I just had this feeling inside like I don't know like I don't have a good feeling about this game about my performance about how this is gonna shake out and it wasn't until I mean, even in university, I was a lot better at, you know, kind of creating the environment that I needed Mm -hmm. in order to be getting into that confident state to be able to say, okay, like maybe I did wake up on the wrong side of the bed this morning, but I know that by kind of focusing in on the controllable factors here, by focusing and and following my pregame routine, Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be able to snap out of that and forget about it and just focus on the here, the now, what I need to do in order to at least contribute to the outcome that we're looking for. Yeah. Like everybody feels that feels like that too, though. Mm, Absolutely. And let's not forget too, my confidence had a lot to do with a lot of the external stuff. Mm. Who are we playing? Who are we playing that day? Um, If we were playing a higher ranked opponent, woof was probably not super high 
it was like a rare, rare time when I knew that we were playing a really good team and I felt super confident in myself. Um, what else? Uh, where I saw myself in the lineup, right? Like you get a lineup sheet. And if I was that third D pair down, you know, being a coach now, I actually know how very little that lineup sheet means mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. But like seeing that as a player, that would be something that would impact my confidence. Getting positive feedback throughout the game, that would impact my confidence, right? Mm -hmm. And the reality of it is, is when all of that stuff is in charge of your confidence, and we're not saying, I'm not saying this as like, it's a bad thing, you need to be better about this because like we're trained to learn to be confident through these things mm -hmm. right we're taught as kids like hey you should be happy with yourself when you have straight a's when you get you know you do something really well and it gets put up on your fridge that means you should be content with yourself like i get it we are trained this way um but if you continue to allow your confidence to be determined by those external things that you ultimately have no control over like how often your coach comes and gives you a tap on the helmet or on the shoulder and tells you you're doing a good job, then you're ultimately leaving your ability to get into this super um, like high return phase in your mind. Like you're leaving it up to chance mm -hmm. and we definitely don't want that. You want to get as much return on your investment in terms of the energy you're putting into a game in terms of you know the mental energy the physical energy they're both the same right but like if you want to get return on that by performing well you have to learn how to bring your focus back to things that are within your control mm -hmm. that's what confidence comes from mm -hmm. well and just i mean confidence is no different than any other skill whether that be physical or mental, right? This is something that if you work on strategically practicing and putting intentional effort towards over time, that's going to grow. You are going to get better at that skill. Yeah. But the, the problem is, is that a lot of people don't think that way. Athletes, again, like you said, they just leave it a chance. They're like, oh, like I feel really good today. That's going to be good. Or they wake up and like, eh. Yeah. I don't really know. Right. And like, they're just kind of hoping for the best. And okay. To a certain point, like when you're younger, you don't know any better, right? Like you're just trying to figure it out all along the way, like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. But this is why we started this podcast in the first place was to be able to provide these valuable tools to athletes so they can actually work on um, work on these skills, like work on training these skills and give them tools where they have like a process, like step one, two, three, obviously yeah. it's going to look different for everybody, depending on what your goals are, but mm -hmm. this is the whole reason we're doing this Yeah, because it's so easy, but it's the problem is just accessing the proper information. That's actually going to help you get from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, I also think that one of one of the reasons why people struggle with confidence is because you see the outcome of it, right? You see what it looks like in an athlete. You see how they embody it, but you never really see the details that add up to it, right? Mm -hmm. Because confidence is a mindset and it comes from a mindset that is focused on very specific things. Mm -hmm. um, it's focused or it's it comes from a trained mindset as well, right? But you don't see that stuff. So when you see like 
you know, the Conor McGregor's of the world who come off as being the most confident people in the world, or like Usain Bolt, right? That guy, you look at him and you're like, he's got so much confidence that I wouldn't even know what to do with it. Mm. But at the end of the day, you know, those people were not born that way. They were actually born in completely different kinds of environments that would not instill a lot of confidence in people who wanted to succeed at an elite level of sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed a video um, of like, Kobe Bryant talking to somebody about like his Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously one of the best basketball players to ever live. And he was talking about all of these things that were kind of like put in his path that should have made him not be a very successful basketball player he wasn't really tall didn't have a huge like hand size which you know you require to be able to grip the ball properly didn't even didn't have like a high vertical right so now you're combining two things that are a negative wasn't super tall couldn't really jump high so you're looking at all of those things and still he would ask himself this question when he was getting started it's like can I play with the best of the best And the reason why he had confidence to be able to do that is because his mind immediately went to what can I do to address those things? Mm -hmm. And how can I track if I'm getting better at them? That's what gives people confidence. It's not necessarily like I was born with this skill. I know that I'm great at it. And, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. It's a combination of a lot of different things that you just, you don't get to see them play out on tv or when you go watch a game live no you're right and i think that's the same can be said for any elite athlete right like Mm -hmm. they've all been handed different circumstances you know a lot of things hold others back that they don't get held back by and you know they look at challenges and adversity as opportunities for them to grow and and really work through they they don't see it as like oh well this i guess i can't do this because this is causing a problem for me now well no Mm -hmm. like (laughs) that's not how it works right like you get tested whether it's you know for your actual sport doing like the actual testing you get tested by life like it's just it's gonna happen and to be able to overcome it you have to have the persistence determination resiliency to continue pushing through those difficulties right and yeah and I like um for anybody who hasn't watched it uh is Adam Sandler's new movie The Hustle or is it just oh yeah that's I actually really enjoyed that because I think it gives you more of a perspective I know it's a film but it gives you a better perspective from an athletic standpoint where it's like yeah okay this guy was talented skilled nobody knew who this kid was and Mm -hmm. still even for him to become like one of a one of the greatest NBA players in this movie it shows all of the things that he had to go through and grow through, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't, like you said, you don't see a lot of the behind the, th- the behind the scenes things. Yeah. And again, you kind of have to like make your own, like, what is that main character energy that there's like the young kids yeah. are these days? Yeah. Like yeah. you really do, honestly. Like, I mean, even when I went through my, um, my MCL surgery and my rehab, I videoed everything for that and the reason that I did was because I knew there was going to be days where it was going to suck and I was not going to want to do it or it was just going to be hard because I couldn't continue you know doing things that I could have done like pre-surgery or whatever right like yeah 
I wanted to see the behind the scenes for myself, but now I've also taken that and shown it to other people because like, I think it's good to see that kind of stuff. Like let's go through so much shit, but the only way that you can build confidence is by again, practicing those skills repeatedly, whether that's, I want to be faster. I want to get better at stink handling. I want to have a better shot from the point. I want to be better at making, you know, post to post saves, whatever that is for you, mm-hmm. but you have to make sure that you're intentionally practicing those things. You know, you can rewind and visit to episode, I think 27. I only know that because I was making a thing for TikTok today, um, <laughs> <laughs> intentional practice, but like go back and do that. And then it's from doing this intentional practice and actually watching you progress through this so you're able to build that confidence and take it from practice into the game state yeah yeah it's i feel like i keep coming back to this right but we idolize certain players because a lot of the times we see things in them that we know we don't have right and i do think that confidence is one of those really attractive aspects about people people are attracted to other people who are confident it's just whether that's you know in the sense of hey this is my favorite player because or anything else um but we fail to recognize anything other than what we see on the surfaces which is like the behaviors that result as um you know like the reason why if that makes sense, like the behaviors that come from being confident here, I am struggling with words today. Um, That's all we see. Right. So a lot of us are like, well, maybe if I behave that way, I'll feel confident. We try to like reverse. You can can fake it till you make it sometimes, but absolutely. when it comes to performance, it's pretty difficult to do in my opinion. Well, yeah, but this is the thing though. And this is why faking it till you make it can work. Is because you've intrigued me. If you can find a reason to fake it, right? Like, oh, I've seen it work for this person. So let me try it. You have that image of what it looks like and how they execute in the back of your mind. Let me replicate that. Sometimes we're actually able to do it. But beyond faking it till you make it, you have to find something that's more sustainable. And then this is what you had mentioned at the beginning or before we started the episode. Ultimately, there's, I think we can argue there's two major things that give confidence. One of them is when your subconscious brain gives you the, hey, you've done this before. Here's the example. Go and do it again. Mm-hmm. You get that green light, go, you're set. Faking it till you make it can kind of cross into that boundary. If you have a good enough example of somebody else doing it that you really remember. And the second one is just focusing on the controllables. That's the other thing that gives you confidence. But I think we should spend a little bit of time talking about that subconscious brain part of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and also before we jump into the subconscious part, or maybe this could even be part of it, because I guess, you know, visualization and our subconscious kind of go hand in hand. But mm-hmm. the reason that fake it till you make it can work sometimes is if you do have that visual, like real clear, and it's really yeah. clear, your brain believes it 100% because it doesn't know the difference between reality and an, in, an image that you're conjuring up in your brain. Yeah. So that can be part of, of why that works as well. 
mm-hmm. folks anyway. 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's jump into the subconscious part of it, right? I mean, the reason that people are able to become confident is because their brain is predicting success on the other side of performing any given task, right? Mm-hmm. So that means the second that you step on the ice, you feel confident because I know that I'm going to perform well today. Yeah. So for example, right? But I've stepped out of the ice 10,000 times before. I'm going to be fine. I've done it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And like, this can be applied to so many things. I mean, of course, we're going to, I'll try to keep it to confidence, but I always do like to go back to, you know, this is a conversation you and I had as I was going through my, my knee injury originally was like, you know, I've dislocated my knee three times before Mm -hmm. and need surgery, luckily, but it was also very difficult for me to get back on the ice and start performing those same movements yeah. that I injured myself in because it was such a I want to say in quotes traumatic experience that my oh, hell brain, yeah there's a lot of pain associated with that I think <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't really cry on the, the fourth time it happened <laughs> the fourth I time I'd figured out how to not cry <laughs> yeah I was just like kind of laughing like ha, I dislocated my knee shit <laughs> I'm in danger <laughs> oh exactly exactly oh god but but that's kind of what it is right so I mean when it comes to whether it's like recovering from injury or working on building confidence around a certain skill getting intentional about it and you know going back and saying okay have I performed this skill successfully before Mm -hmm. yes okay did it go well every time no okay that's fine how is it that I can work on improving that skill well intentional practice right and then every time that you're doing that intentional practice making sure that you're taking time to like pat yourself on the back for when you do things right like Mm -hmm. recognizing like fuck yeah I just did that like let's go you know Um, and then and then over time like that confidence Mm -hmm. will start to build especially as you start to perform that skill more often Mm -hmm. we're not saying it's not um and we're not saying that it's an easy process by any means like if we look at if we look at taylor's example of it was a specific movement that you did right each time rvh yep good times if there's goalies listening to that they probably cringed a little bit um but like those memories of it not going well have a trauma to them right they have really strong emotions associated with them and your brain always pays attention to the events that happen that have stronger emotions, mm-hmm. right? So when you think about her having to get back into that kind of position, trying to do it again, what situation do you think is going to come front of mind? I'm getting like chills and cringes. I'm just thinking about it. You're not even on the ice. Okay, you're sitting in a chair. Remember, you are sitting in a chair. <laughs> but it's, it's worth noting though because those emotions play a key role in it. And so when, you know, Taylor, you were talking about when you have success, celebrate the shit out of it. Absolutely. Not just because you want to celebrate the victories, but also because if you have a really strong emotion tied to a success, it gets stored as proof and evidence. And it's that much more likely to be brought to the forefront when you're thinking about trying to execute a similar skill. Mm -hmm. And as you're saying this, 
and this is actually something that I was, I think it was writing in when we were, when I was recording for um, emotional awareness and intelligence the other day. Mm -hmm. If any of you have seen or have not seen, doesn't matter, the Disney Pixar movie Inside Out, that is literally the perfect example of one, what emotional awareness and intelligence is, but also how important emotions are in our lives, not just in sport, but on like a daily mm-hmm. level. Yeah. And essentially the breakdown of that movie is how our brain works in like the easiest possible way to understand in my opinion. Yeah. It, it's in it. The kind of, the cool thing is it's actually built off of a therapy framework called mm-hmm. internal family systems. Yeah. Um, actually I forgot yeah, we have a we have like an angry little guy in our head. We've got somebody that's really happy. And it's all different versions of ourselves that experience different things. It's really, if you want to read up on it, feel free to. But watch the movie because it's also a great movie. It is a good movie. I love it. <laughs> um, so we've kind of talked about like the one thing, right? And this is where intentional practice comes in handy. If confidence, at least in part, comes from our brain's ability to predict success, as an outcome and that prediction comes from previous experiences that we've had or even visualizations of success then if we want to feel confident doing something we have to intentionally practice doing it and that's learning a new skill or um seeing yourself starting a game if you're not used to being a starter and you get nervous when you start how do I feel confident when I'm starting a game in front of thousands of people visualize it start doing that kind of stuff practice it if it's a skill Um, and make sure that you're keying in on what you're doing well and celebrating the victories as they come because you want to give your subconscious brain as much intel and fuel as possible to help your brain predict success when you do them in future events Mm -hmm. and i would also like to talk about because of course there's like skill specific confidence but -hmm. let's talk about like the overall confident athlete right like you're just ready to go for games and for me like at least for me i don't know about you but for me to be playing at my best it really does require that I follow through on that pre-competition routine that I have set for myself because that helps me hone in and focus on what it is that I need to be performing in the next 60 minutes. Yeah. I think there there's definitely an aspect to the routine, right? Um, it gives us a feeling of certainty. It's something that you can control all the time, right? Like And it gives you that, hey, I know my body is prepped because I did this. I know that um, my mind is ready because I spent time doing this exercise or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The funny part of it is, is I was actually somebody that like, I had a framework of routine, but if I didn't want to do it that day, I listened. Mm -hmm. That's also, yeah. There's probably a reason why I'm feeling I don't need this today. Mm, that's a very good point and well that's like and that's coming from somebody who really struggles when somebody else imposes structure on me Mm -hmm. so if I'm imposing structure on myself and I don't like it that's probably not ideal Mm -hmm. um now 
that was also a hurdle that I had to get over when I was in camp situations. Cause guess what? You don't get to choose yeah. all the time what you're doing for a game. Um, but you know, we all have our things that we struggle with, mm-hmm. but the other part of it is, is like having a routine that is totally within your control allows you to start focusing on those things that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And the, I don't know what words, words, <laughs> the enemy of confidence is uncertainty mm-hmm. and anxiety. And if you are focusing on things that make your brain like scream red flags of, I don't know how to predict how this is going to go. I actually don't even know what that's going to look like. Then you're not going to instill confidence in you because again, there's just red flags going off in your brain. Mm -hmm. Well, I like that you talk about the intuition part actually, because I wasn't really sure, especially as a goalie, like I feel Okay, it's not that I feel. We all know goalies are a strange breed. I can admit to it, okay? I'm a goalie. No, it takes a special person to say, I want somebody to just rip a piece of hard rubber at my face. <laughs> Although I don't prefer it to be at my face, a lot of the time it does end up in that spot. <laughs> in <laughs> but, that particular region. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um, but I did notice when I was in university, especially like I did have a set routine for myself, mm-hmm. but it was never so set in stone that I had to do every single thing that I usually would do in that routine. Like, yeah. for example, I know, I know some goalies who like have to do ball work for like X amount of minutes, or it's like X amount of times or X amount of reps per hand or what, whatever it is. Yeah. Go until I feel good. And then I'm, that's it. I'm done. Sometimes that means it's a short session. Sometimes it's a longer session. Yeah. But I've also noticed as well, like with changing teams, especially like, you know, university, everything's kind of one way. Mm-hmm. Like coming to Norway, things are a lot different in comparison to what they were in university. And yeah. then now playing for, for this team in Kazakhstan, it's even more different and there's a lot more uncertainty around what those game days look like in terms of how how much time we have before we get there you know Mm -hmm. like what time are we going to go for a warm-up do we have the coach come in and talk you know before we go on for warm-up on the ice or is he going to come in afterwards because sometimes we have like a break in between sometimes we don't like it's just really all over the place yeah so you have to basically be prepared before you go out for a warm up, right? Yeah. So yeah. I've had to learn to adapt this framework that I've had for myself every single time I've gone somewhere. Now mm-hmm. to the point where it's like I can just go probably do like a regular warm up with the team and do a little bit of ball work, I'm happy. Whereas yeah. when I was in university it was like all right, game day, got to tape my stick, got to make sure I get a good stretch and roll out in, make sure I get a lot of that ball work done. Then we go for team warm up, and I want to make sure I have like a light sweat on. And yeah, it's a, it was a lot, but now it's like not so much. And I still feel the same confidence level going out to play those games, even though yeah. I'm not adhering to that same routine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we can call that, and I, I don't love like blanketing terms. So I'll, I'll, deep wow I'll dig deeper into this 
you can call that maturity, right? Like that comes with maturity. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by maturity is, you know, yourself well enough now, right? Like, I mean, I know for sure that I can say, I know myself better now than I did know myself in college. Mm -hmm. Like I know more concretely who I am and what I need now than I did when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And that's why this stuff, it doesn't need to be set in stone. It changes as your needs change Mm -hmm. and your needs change frequently. Yeah. Um, If you're stagnant your entire life, that's its own concern. Um, But being able to focus in on those things that you can control, which there might be more at the offset of this. When you start it, there might be more things that you have to focus on Mm -hmm. because you're in the beginning stages of training this skill, which is intentionally building confidence. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you might have to do a little bit more leg work, a little bit more arm work, a little bit more heavy lifting in the beginning in order to start to feel this thing. But as you go through the process enough and you have that positive outcome of feeling confident, your brain starts to learn it. And it's easier to get into because it's now you're in that muscle memory kind of phase of everything else where it just starts to come not totally naturally, but a little bit more naturally. Mm -hmm. No, agreed. Agreed. And uh, thank you for letting me know I've matured, Lauren. I appreciate it. (laughs) You already knew that. I'm just pointing it out for the listeners. I'm an old soul. I've always been an old soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we're in this job. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. We're pretty young to be in the coaching game, I would say. So, uh, yeah. 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 Just want to help out all those youngins, even though we're not that much older than you. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But what else? I don't know if there's much, if there's much else. How about we talk about the specifics now maybe let's round this out all right take her away what what are a couple things that athletes can be doing to help themselves feel confident on game day well lauren i'm glad you asked that question (laughs) (laughs) if everybody remembers the what is it the tsn top 10 highlight reel Mm. yeah that was the shit up basically fueled my breakfast before high school oh, i miss i miss it was such a good do they even still have that oh come on yeah well i don't know i'm in not so top 10 that's great okay well i think we're getting like this new thing where we can watch tv around the world so i'm gonna have to pop on and look at that yeah. anyway back to what i was saying they always had a highlight reel, right? And that was obviously from every single game from what was played the night before. Mm -hmm. You can make yourself a nice little highlight reel of all of the amazing skills and qualities that you bring to the table as an athlete and as a leader on your team. Yeah. So as a goalie for me, I'm always like, I always pull from like that nice big desperation save, which, you know, maybe I should put like a little asterisk when I say this, like, desperation saves are exactly that like very like you don't want to have to make them very often um yeah. but every goalie loves to make them um yeah like just make yourself a nice highlight reel of things that you have 
done really well mm-hmm. in some of your best performances. Think yeah. back to those games and try to really pull out those memories and get really specific and descriptive with like how that felt. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about the importance of the emotions before, right? Like get into how it felt to be playing at that level, to be performing that skill flawlessly in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Love the highlight reel. That's a elite high performance um top used, let's say, most favorite skills. I think. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Um what else? What else can we do? Start to focus like right from the get-go, as soon as you start your pregame routine, which by the way, starts before you get to the rink mm. or before you get to the field, what wherever you're going, it starts the moment you wake up on game day. Start to take control of the things that you have control over. Are you hydrating? Are you fueling your body properly? Are you getting yourself moving early on if that's something that you need, right? All of these things are within your control. And then as you're approaching game day, it's what are the things within my game that I can absolutely control regardless of what's going on, regardless if I'm playing, you know, every other shift or if I'm playing every fifth shift, right? It's it's a hint, it's effort and attitude. (laughs) Effort, attitude. And then if you wanna get into stuff that you can do on the ice, then start building up that repertoire as well. If you get that shift after you've been sitting for a little bit and you're a little cold, what are the simple things that you can control that you know ultimately lead to successful outcomes the majority of the time? Mm-hmm. because and i can't say this enough the arch enemy so to speak of confidence is anything that we feel uncertain about if you feel uncertain about you know your ability to score a hat trick in a game which you're going to feel uncertain about it because you can't control that then that starts to creep into every other area of your game as well you don't just feel uncertain about scoring goals You'll also start to feel uncertain about making routine passes and being able to stay with people one-on-one. It all bleeds into itself. So start to focus on the things that you absolutely have control over. Mm -hmm. And and maybe I'll just bring up this one last point is about the importance of self-talk, right? Like self-talk plays a huge role in the level of confidence that you bring into whether it's game, gym, practice, doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so making sure that we're very cognizant and aware of the way that we are speaking to ourselves is mm-hmm. so, so important. And it will also determine whether or not you're going to be able to perform at that high level. Because let's be honest, if we're sitting here telling ourselves that we can't score or we're not playing good or we can't do this and we can't do that and we suck, like you're basically shutting your body down. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're still going to go out there and do it, but you're not going to do it very well. Whereas if you're saying like, I'm going to have a good game today, I'm going to make really great passes, or I am making good passes, I'm Mm. finding people on the ice, I'm scoring goals, or I'm making big saves, like, I'm, you know, I'm feeling strong every time I step out on the ice, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And all of this is going to help either add to your performance if you're, you know, doing this the way that we're talking about Mm -hmm. (laughs) or it's going to take away from your performance if you're sitting here constantly tearing yourself down and doubting your ability to be the athlete that you are 
absolutely. Boom. <laughs> oh, confidence is not something that just appears out of thin air. You got to work for it. And the more you work for it, the easier it is to come by. So start the work now. If you're starting from ground zero, it's okay. You got to start somewhere. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. I think we got to end on that. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. We good. All right. Well, before we close out, as always, we want to, of course, thank you all for listening to our shenanigans along the way of this podcast. Um, but of course, we also would like to ask you to kindly go rate and review the podcast on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. This is really going to help the podcast to grow and reach more folks just like yourself, mm -hmm. which is our main goal and mission here with the athletic mind is to just constantly be providing fun and value to our listeners and hopes that they're going to be able to take some of these uh, tools and practices into their own performance and see amazing results. So on that note, thank you guys again for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.